All right. BradCooney.com would like to welcome in actor, director, author, designer. You have a lot of titles, Miss Tracy Lords. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> Thank you very much for having me. Yes, I wear a lot of different hats. You sure do. We are definitely honored to have you on board. You are a one busy girl. Um, there's really a lot to talk about, and I know we don't have a whole lot of time, so uh, let's get right into this. I guess just update the fans out there, the listeners. What's the latest? What do you got going on most currently? Well, I'm really excited about my collaboration with Pinup Girl Clothing. Um, I've started to design for uh, Couture for Everybody, so I've got my, my label, Tracy Lawrence Couture for Everybody, um, available and up at pinupgirlclothing.com, and I've got some amazing outfits, and, and um, that's been a lot of fun for me. What's really exciting about it is, you know, I just did a series called, a comedy called Swedish Dicks, um, about two detective agencies, and with Peter Stormar and Keanu Reeves that um, stream live on Viaplay in Europe, and Lionsgate just bought it here, and so you'll be seeing it probably sometime at the beginning of next year, I would say in the spring. Wow. We're still not sure who they're going to, where they're going to put it. I know that they've had a lot of offers, but they haven't chosen a network yet, so we'll see where it's going to end up, but as we go into season two, um, I look forward to dressing my character, Jane McKinney, in some of my own clothing. Oh, nice. Very nice. Now, let's get back on the clothing line real quick, um, and you mentioned where people can go and purchase this stuff, um, the clothes, but what was, it, what was the idea behind it? How did you get involved in designing the clothes? Well, I've been shopping at pinupgirl.com for, for years. Mm-hmm. I would do just, I was really into that sort of vintage, clean, beautiful lines. And um, I had a, an appearance I was making about a year ago, and I had never been into the Hub store. We have a beautiful store in Burbank. Um, and so I went into the store, and um, while I was in there, there was a little bit of a frenzy because the shop girls were calling the CEO, Laura Burns, and saying, Tracy Lords is in. It was more like, Wanda Woodward is in the store. <laughs> so they were very excited about that, and it was incredibly flattering. And, and she had mentioned something on Instagram, which was very funny. And so I had responded to her comment about me. And I, meanwhile, I had my, my friends texting me when I was in the dressing room saying, they're all talking about you being in the store. Everybody knows you're in the store. Mm-hmm. I was like, what? And here, I'm, you know, so I'm just in there being, like, ridiculous and not knowing that, you know, I need another side. I need this. They were all fabulous. But by the time I left, there was a little mini frenzy that had been going on. And long story short, Laura and I, I ended up asking her to drinks. And I said, I'd like to talk to you. And she was like, okay. And so we met for cocktails. And we had, like, uh, we were doing some day drinking. We had lunch together. And, um... I started talking to her about designing stuff and, and what do you think about doing a collab and you know they were talking about my fan base and, and the fact that you know so many so many girls women in this in this sort of genre um, are inspired by Wanda Woodward and so the idea behind it was just to make beautiful clothes for women but the first thing I came out with was you know a bit of a t-shirt as a nod and a wink to Wanda I'm not mm-hmm. doing a collection based on Wanda about Wanda clothes that look like what Wanda you know wore in Crybaby but at the same time it's 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 that sort of era of you know the 50s and the pencil skirts mm-hmm. and those beautiful 40s inspired things that I really love yeah and you know you have a natural pinup 50s style about you anyway it just works I've been I've pretty much been a pinup girl my whole life mm-hmm. I mean with the, with the calendars and stuff in my 20s and the, you know, mm-hmm. posters and, and, you know, just swimsuit modeling and all of that stuff. It, it just, and 
that definitely Wanda and mm-hmm. just kind of like that bombshell persona. It's not, it, it certainly isn't the only thing I've ever played, but you know, you have your things when people think of you, that they mm-hmm. think of you like that. And I think that one of the first images people have when, when you say my name is they see Wanda. Mm-hmm. She just became, well, John Waters wrote a part that was so iconic. And then Van Smith, the way that, you know, he dressed Wanda and we created all those things from the haircut that I wanted in it. Just she became kind of this, I don't know, just, I think women really relate to Wanda as just kind of a badass that, that mm-hmm. rules everything and that they find that empowering. And I think that that's amazing. Absolutely. And you mentioned the uh, web series Sweetest Dicks, and of course you mentioned Keanu Reeves, who's one of my favorite actors. He's great. Um, yeah. That's great. That, that's exciting about working with him. It's really exciting. And, you know, it came, it, it landed in my lap as Peter Stormer saying, I really, really want you to do this series, and, and I don't have any money, and I'm going to just do it all myself money out of, um, you know, my, my homeland, and mm-hmm. this is what it's about, and I said, okay, fine, I'll read it, and I read it, and I just was laughing so hard, I just thought it was hilarious, I thought, wow, anytime you get a chance to be, like, a woman, boss bitch, in a, in a comedy opposite, you know, Peter Stormar, the answer would be yes, and Keanu came on later, and once he came on, all of a sudden we went from, you know, nobody really paying all that much attention yes. to people being really excited, because he has such tremendous star power. And he's so good in it. They all are. They're really good in it. So we're so excited to have a second season and to just, you know, expand that audience and, and make people laugh. Um, but it was really fabulous for me because I got, I got excited about acting again, which yeah. you know, you're not always. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, 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 it's, what year was Crybaby? That's been a while. My goodness, yes. It's been, it was in 1989. Wow. So it's, it's been a minute, yeah. Yeah, good yeah. stuff, man. All right, <laughs> that's great. I mean, things are exciting for you and your career. Um, and your fans are excited, too. And I put it out on Twitter that you were coming on my podcast show. I mean, man, my Twitter feed just started blowing up. You have a really oh, nice fan following. <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff. Well, now, let's talk about your appearance. My fans are amazing, and they really, really support me, and they, I, I try to talk to them as much as I can. I answer my own mm. Facebook posts. I answer um, tweets. I do all of that stuff. It can be really maddening because there are only so many hours in the day, yeah. and I am really busy. I'm in pre-production. Nobody knows this yet. I'm going to give it to you. Here's, here's the scoop. I'm directing my first feature. That's exciting. Um, which is really exciting. It's a it's a fantastic script. It's called The Unquiet Grave. And I, I'm in pre-production right now. I'm working with the writer to just really get the script lean and tight and ready to go. And um, I'm location scouting in a couple of weeks. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to film somewhere in the South. We haven't set our locations yet. But uh, I'm going to start filming at the beginning of the year. And so this is a total dream come true for me. I shot and directed and wrote a, a feature of short years ago for the Fox Search Lab right around 2004 um, based on a, a short story that I, from my autobiography but um, mm. I never really I felt like I, I paused for a second because I really I wanted to do that but I had like it, it, there just wasn't enough time mm. you know I, I, I just I had my I had my son and now my son is like nine years old and I don't think that I've stopped or stopped when I had my baby but at the same time I felt like I already there was a priority. He was the priority. He's always yeah. been, you know, the priority. And now it's like, it's not that he's off to college, but he's nine and he's solid and he's fabulous. And I feel like I can really 100% sort of pick up in a way where I left off. I have more time now to do 
Yeah. Now you mentioned you 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 want to film it in the South, like the South USA, and the, like. Yeah. Oh, you need you need to really. I'm I'm going to be a little bit biased here because I live in Mississippi, but there's actually a boom of movies being filmed here because there's it's it's really cheap. It's yeah, so well, there's all the tax incentives and everything. It's, yeah. Um, the locations are real important in the script, and I have a pretty good idea where we're going to film. I just, I'm not 100% positive yet, so I just thought I would just tease everybody a little bit. That's good stuff, man. Well, everybody in the South. That from me, Brad. Everybody in the South, hold your breath and hope it's it's in your state. And we'll just, we'll just leave that right there. Um, okay, so you got, also you got the... Um, the appearance at the Children's Theater. Talk about that. Yeah, next week, and that's my last one of the year. I don't know if I'm going to be able to make any next year because it's just so sort of nutty. So I'm looking forward to it. I haven't been to Chiller in years. You know, uh, Kevin Clement that owns and runs Chiller is a dear friend of mine. And, um, you know, that's always a fun time. I always dress up and have my costumes, and the fans always have a good time. So I'm looking forward to spending some time there. All right. You're in the neighborhood. Come on down and see me. I will. I've been, yeah, of course. I would love to meet you. been a fan of yours for, for many years. Um, now, the book you wrote, which which has also been a minute now, it's been a long time since you wrote Underneath It All. Um, touch on that a little bit. Is that thing still selling nice copies for you? Oh, yeah. It, it's, it's out um, digitally, mm-hmm. you know, so you can, you can get it on Kindle. And, um, you know, it, it finds, seems a new generation of people, you know, people people discover it and rediscover it. Yeah. Yeah. So, which is pretty flattering. I think at some point I'll probably write a follow-up. That's what I was going to ask well, you. I was going to ask you if there's yeah. another book in the future. For sure. Um, I think Augustine Burroughs is one of my favorite writers, and he wrote Running With Scissors and Raw and just different really fabulous books. But he always, the reason I reference him is that he always writes about, you know, his life, but it's not like... Um, so in other words, you, you wrote your autobiography and then you're going to write about something completely. He just references different things and he drops in and out of his life mm-hmm. throughout his whole life. And my book, when I first turned in my first um, draft of it, because I actually wrote my book, um, it was over 350 pages long. And then my editor redlined everything. You get it back and it ended up being, I think, at 281. Um, mm. So there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that didn't make the cut because it, it, you know they wanted it cleaner. They wanted certain things. So. I would look forward in my next book to revisiting some things that I didn't get to say. Sure. Plus, of course, my perspective is completely different because I was completely different in 2004 than I am now. Yeah. People just change. I mean, if you're lucky, you do, right? Right, exactly. You have a whole a whole other chapter of your life now. I do. Yeah, man. Yeah. All right, so some fans wanted me to ask you about your music career, and one in particular was... <laughs> Please, Tracy. Please release "I'll Be Your Alibi" on iTunes. Um, that was one of the one of the fans, you know, one of the one that passed you. What is, what is the latest with your music career? Well, you know, it's it's the, the song that's being referenced is a song that I I, I uh, a series of songs. I actually did three or four of them with a producer named Steve Hopkins, and um, it was several years ago that I did that. Before my last single was uh, "Last Drag" that came out that. You know, it's a personal favorite of mine. But anyway, this is this series of work that I did with Steve. Um, you know, we we were just playing. We were we were just being creative, and we recorded a set of a series of songs, and and then we just sort of went about and did different things. I, I got ended up being signed to Sea to Sun. And I ended up doing Last Drag, and and our music just sort of I don't know, it just was shelved. It was almost like the timing was wrong on it, mm-hmm. but. You know what? It, it could end up. We've been talking about this, so um, it could end up coming out. I think it's funny. Sometimes you do things, and it, it's just. 
That's mm-hmm. happened to me a lot in my life. I don't know that it's you're ahead of your time, but it's just like it's something about the moment, not mm. quite right. So my answer to that fan is thank you very much. It's very possible. I am definitely, I, I spoke to Steve last week about, you know, just putting some, remixing and doing some stuff with the music that we made together because I am very proud of it. It's pretty good. Do you do things intuitively? Is this kind of you have to have a feel? Like it feels right and then you just do it? Yeah, I think so. I think years ago I just really, really realized that um, I always know. And it's the times when I don't listen that I regret my, my, my choices. I always know when a project feels right mm. and when it's going to be a nightmare. I just always know. It's that intuition. Okay, so a young lady, she's um, she's actually, she emailed me from San Francisco. Well, I say email, Twittered. Twitter direct messaged, and she said she's roughly the same age as you are, but she's very jealous because you look 20 years younger than she does. And she said she wants to know, what is your secret, Missy? And I quote, unquote. <laughs> I don't know if I have a secret other than, you know, I, I do take really good care of myself. Mm-hmm. Um, my skin has always been, my mom has amazing skin still, and she's 70. Uh, and so okay. I think you know, that's genetics. That's that, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Ukrainian, uh, Russian, European, English blood. And so I have that on my side. And then it's just, I love the, the skincare line I've been using forever, Jan Marini, um, which you can only buy online. And it's just one of those products that really works. And so, you know, I do have lotions and potions and use all of those things. And I think my number one beauty um, tool, trick, is sleep. I ah. think that, you know, people don't realize how, I mean, I, I, I joke with my husband. I, I'm a power sleeper. Um, if I can sleep once, at least once a week for at least 12 hours, at some point, if this can happen, uh, I feel like it's just incredible. And it, it, I think that that's part of it. I think people don't sleep enough. Uh, I'm like a cat. If, I, if I'm, I can, I can take a nap anywhere. I know. Yeah. So it's, I know that probably sounds kind of dirty out of context. No, I know what you're saying. You know, the, old, the older you get, the, 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 the more you wish you could get those naps back that you didn't want to take when you were a kid. Yeah, I mean, you know? and, and just the truth of the matter is that when I, when I was in my 20s, I would be doing things, playing and DJing, and, you know, at mm-hmm. the after hours of all the blues, I was on tour with Ina, and I did all that stuff. And, and I, I just didn't sleep. It was that whole attitude of, I'll sleep when I'm dead. But, mm-hmm. you know, now it's just like, I know. That's great. All right, I know you're pressed for time, so I'm going to let you go. But before I let you go, I want to give you an opportunity to share with your fans like where they can follow you on your social sites, your website, where they can purchase your stuff, all that, all that stuff. Okay, thanks so much. Yeah, my website is still under construction. I know people are wondering when it's going to go back up. It will come back up. And then on Instagram, I'm just I'm at Tracy Lawrence, and on Twitter, I'm at the the Tracy Lords, and it's with an I, and of course, I'm on Facebook. So Periscope, I'm not so great at, although I've done it a couple of times and Snapchatting well. I just do it when I'm in the in the doctor's office. So that's not. <laughs> that's funny. And you, can you repeat the Periscope one more time because I had a call come in and it cut you off. Oh, um, Periscope. 
telescope. I'm, I'm on Periscope as Tracy Lord. Okay, just straight up Tracy Lord. Tracy, mm -hmm. we had a lot of fun. We definitely uh, just honored to have you on board. We want to get you back in. Um, maybe after your directorial debut, we can get you back in for a follow-up. 